Today we celebrate the great Saint, Saint, uh, Saint Pope Leo the Great. Uh, he was the first Leo, so he's Leo the first as well. Um, and he's also the first Pope to ever be given that name, the Great. And this kind of has a special connection for me today because I'll let you guys in on, on something that's going in, going on in my life that's happening, happening this evening. So myself and another couple of priests, Father Timothy Furlow and Father Joshua Clifton from St. Brigida is where uh, Father Clifton is. And then Father Furlow is at St. Patrick. Some of you I know know either one or the other or both men. But we're starting something called the Society of St. Leo the Great. And it's kind of been many years in the making, I would say probably five or six years of thought and conversation and things like that. And I will give both of them the credit for doing most of the work because I was finishing out seminary while they had a lot more time to work out a lot of these details. And so the society is kind of based on uh, communal living of priests, communal prayer, and also support in the ministry as administers and administrators and parish priests. It's kind of something that's a little bit diff difficult for diocesan priests. A lot of people are like, what's the spirituality of the diocesan priest? And it sort of always comes down to like, nobody really knows. I had a class that was called the, secular, or the, um, the spirituality of the secular priest. And secular priests in, in a lot of other countries would be like a diocesan priest. And so it's tricky. A lot of people haven't been able to really put their finger on it. Praying the breviary is certainly instrumental and part of that, but that also comes from monastic tradition and stuff. And so it's difficult because we have a very different life than um, a lot of other religious orders would actually have. And so we had a list of constitutions drawn up, and then the archbishop approved them, as well as uh, another canon lawyer and some other folks who overlooked everything for us. And so communal living is an ideal that's there so you can support one another. And, uh, but right now, some of that doesn't really work so well, just depending on where we're assigned. So at the moment, Father, Father Clifton and Father Furlow live together at St. Patrick. But, but of course, I live here. We all know what it's like getting back and forth from Beaverton to downtown. And it's just not practical with as many masses we have. And we have many sick calls, of course, that are right here in this immediate area. But much of the model, the reason that St. Leo the Great is the patron is because he was an amazing, an amazing administrator. He was considered one of the best administrators the Pope had ever seen in the church. And he was also an amazing peacemaker in very difficult times. They said that he was brought into both religious matters and secular matters to settle things because he was so diplomatic at being able to settle different types of things. So they brought him into many different situations for him to do that. He was, he was one of the first popes that was really born in that area. He was born in Tuscany, so he's essentially a Roman pope, a Latin-speaking pope from the very beginning. And one of the things that he's also really, really famous for is for uh, Attila the Hun had just pillaged and raided uh, Milan and Pavia and, and other places and was on his way in to Rome, you know, burning villages on the way. And they said, so St. Leo met Attila the Hun at the border of Rome and got him to turn around. And so everybody marveled at why that happened. Even the men of, of Attila the Hun asked him, like, you know, why did you turn around? And it was said that he saw over his shoulder two, two figures, two somewhat imposing figures 
that have always been said to be Saints Peter and Paul. And, and they said he had such a connection with really the foundation of the church, the apostolic foundation of the church, and St. Peter, and really taking on that role with such strength and vigor. And then the other, and the other thing that he had to deal with in his time was a lot of heresies. And, and he boldly combated these heresies. And so the reason that St. That Leo was picked as our patron was because it's not all that different in our day and age, a lot of the things that we're kind of dealing with. The two big heresies that were going on in that day were Pelagianism and, and Manichaeism. And both of those um, heresies, Pelagianism, is kind of one where people don't really recognize that they need the grace of God to actually, um, you know, be, be saved for salvation and redemption. And so a lot of Pelagianism is sort of like you work towards the grace, like you can merit it yourself by all of your own hard work. But we know, as Catholics, it's a both-and kind of situation. It's our faith and our works working in conjunction together that, that end up, and, you know, and God's grace flowing into us is what gives us salvation. But they denied that they needed God's grace to attain salvation. And so a lot of times in our world, currently, it's often considered kind of a very Pelagian state uh, because a lot of people think that they could work their way towards anything they need to work their way towards without needing the help of God. And then the Manichees were the ones that uh, St. Augustine was famous for falling in with the Manichees. And then they had, they had trouble with, the, um, with basically God's divinity and humanity. And they were struggling with, uh, you know, with what that meant. You know? And so these are things that Pope Leo bravely fought against. And, we, and he's also a doctor of the church. And we have, I think it's about like 100 sermons and 150 letters or so of his. And so... The Society of St. Leo the Great, our inaugural Mass is actually tonight with the Archbishop, of course, you know, because of current situations, to private Mass. But hopefully I just, I just recruit your prayers because I think we seek as younger priests to combat a lot of the difficulties that the priesthood has faced. Um, there's been a lot of difficulty, a lot of scandal, and not a lot of support for one another in the presbyterate to run good parishes and to pray together and to keep one another accountable. And so those are some of the goals that, that we have for, for one another. And so uh, if you just all pray for us and, and, you know, so I was really glad to be able to celebrate this morning's Mass and then also can celebrate with the Archbishop tonight um, for our inaugural Mass. But St. Leo the Great truly was a great saint. And if you have an opportunity maybe to read a little bit of a, a, a biographical account or reflection on him today, it's amazing just to see the sheer list of things that he combated in the church in a different time, but not so dissimilar than our time. God bless you all today.